A journalist is someone who investigates, collects, and presents information as a news story. This can be presented throughout newspapers, magazines, radio, television, and the internet. Journalists are relied upon to present news in a well-rounded, objective manner. A good newspaper journalist follows what they call the five W's of good journalism. The five W's stand for who, what, when, where, and why. That's what a good journalist does. But a great journalist adds a how. So for the sake of this episode, we're going to approach the topic of Jesus' name baptism from the perspective of a journalist that is investigating. If the journalist does their job, baptism will be a well-rounded and relied-upon teaching in the Word of God. So, journalist, let's take a look at baptism from the perspective of a great investigative journalist. I am your host, Nathan French, and this is going to be a noteworthy conversation. If you want to know anything about baptism at all, well, stick around. This episode is for you. Let's go. So today we're going to be talking about baptism on the show. That's right. Well, maybe you're saying, wow, Nathan, I've heard about baptism my entire life. Boring. Well, uh, maybe if that's how you feel, then you need to hear about baptism a little bit more because baptism is an exciting thing. I want to start, I want to start the show by telling you my biggest pet peeve in church. Are you ready? Somebody decides that they want to be baptized after service. The ministry goes up, gets their robes ready. They get the change of clothes for that guest, that sinner is about to become a saint. It's exciting, right? And the pastor says, if you can all stay, we're going to rejoice. We're going to celebrate with this person as they're baptized in Jesus' name. And you look out, and 75% of the church has left to go to lunch. Well, there you have it. That is my biggest pet peeve in the church, in this culture, is that, in my opinion, 100% of the church should stay when somebody gets baptized after church. Because when somebody goes down in the name of Jesus and comes back up, they should look out and see the saints of God leaping, dancing, rejoicing, shouting, singing, smiling, high-fiving, you name it. The church should be throwing a Holy Ghost party when somebody is born again. So if baptism bores you, 
This episode may not be for you, but I encourage you to stick around because we're going to really break it down as we talked about in our intro from a journalist perspective. Acts chapter 8 and verse 35 is where I want to draw our text from today. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the scripture preached Jesus to him. So as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. I want to use this scripture today because of the hunger of this man that says, here is water, what hinders me to be baptized? Okay, so in our introduction, we talked about the five W's of good journalism. Who, what, when, where, and why. But a really good journalist always adds a how. So for these next few moments... You listeners are going to be journalists, and I want you to listen, and and if you can, take notes, because this is some really great baptism Bible study material, Baptism 101, and guys, there's really nothing complicated about baptism. You know, when, when you're praying for the Holy Ghost, only God can fill you with the Holy Ghost, but when you're praying about being baptized, only you can decide if you're going to be baptized. It is, you know, something about the gospel that is so interesting to me is that baptism is something you control. Only you can decide if you want to get baptized. And so, journalists, we're going to start today with the what. The first W of journalism when trying to convince you of Jesus' name baptism, would be the what. If I were in my youth class, I would say, everybody say what? And they would look at me like I was crazy. And then I'd say it one more time, and they'd finally get on the bandwagon, which I actually just taught this in my youth class. I have some students that need to be baptized right now. So join with me in prayer. I'm believing that uh, they're going to get baptized. Matter of fact, I have been taking a change of clothes with me every Wednesday night to class in faith that these students are going to get baptized. My, my, my. Somebody help me pray. Okay, so we're moving right along. Before we step any further, we need to ask ourselves a question. What is baptism? What are we talking about when we say the word baptism? Baptism, by definition, is... Uh, The word baptism is a transliteration of the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. In Hebrew, it is referred to as the mikvah or an immersion. And I know I'm I'm throwing out some Hebrew words here. I I sound like my father, who is a Greek and Hebrew scholar right now. Uh, Let me let you know I am not a Greek or Hebrew scholar, but thankfully I know one. All right, so another definition of baptizo is 
to cleanse by dipping or submerging, to to wash, to make clean with water, to wash one's self. So what is baptism by definition? It is to be immersed in water. Notice with me in Acts chapter 8, verse 38, so he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. What is baptism? Baptism is when you are immersed in water. So if I take water and sprinkle it over your head, that is not baptism. Baptism by immersion is what the Bible is talking about when referring to baptism. This is just one example in Acts chapter 8. And they went down into the water. By the way, Jesus was baptized. Did you know that? So if you're wondering today, should I be baptized? Well, if the spotless lamb, the one who knew no sin, was baptized, then how much more so should we be? All right, so we're going to keep rolling here for you journalists. The second W of journalism is the who. Who should be baptized? And, and the answer is so deep. It's so profound. Who should be baptized? Are you ready? Everybody. That's the answer. Everybody should be baptized. There is not a single person in the world that should not be baptized. It doesn't matter what background you came from, what culture you come from, what your past looks like, whether you were sinful or holy, whether you've lived a clean life or a righteous life. Everybody needs to be baptized. Look with me in 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when we ask God to forgive us, he will forgive us. God is faithful, but we all need forgiveness. Galatians 3 and 26 says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Salvation is not just for certain cultures or backgrounds. Salvation is available to everyone. Jesus said... If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. The third W of journalism when covering the story to report back properly is when. When. When should I be baptized? Well, over the last few years, I've been asked many times as a a youth pastor specifically, Nathan, when do you think I should be baptized? And I've had conversations with people who wanted to get baptized, but they weren't sure if it was the right time for them to get baptized. So first of all, I want to say this is a great question. So I am in no way 
uh, being demeaning when I say this. This is, this is really a magnificent question. When should I be baptized? And I think it's beautiful that young people are asking this question in this generation. So let's ask the question. When should I get baptized? There is only one prerequisite for baptism. Repentance. Repentance is the only prerequisite for baptism. The Bible tells us that we are to repent of our sins before we are baptized. If you have repented of your sins, you are ready to be baptized right now, as soon as possible. When should I be baptized? As soon as you repent. If you are sorry for your sins and you have asked God to forgive you, then it's time to be baptized. People often hold off on baptism because they feel unworthy. They feel as though it would be hypocritical for them to get baptized with sin in their life. And this is a backwards approach to baptism because we don't get baptized because we have no sin in our life. We get baptized so sin can be washed out of our lives. Acts 2 says, for the remission of sins. Baptism isn't designed for perfect people. Baptism is designed for people like you and me that have flaws and imperfections. Baptism is designed for imperfect people. When you're sick, you go to the doctor so that you can take steps towards healing. You don't often go to the doctor when you're well. You don't go to Jesus because you're perfect. You go to Jesus because you need perfecting. Ephesians 4 says that everything about the ministry is for the perfecting of the saints. When? Right now. If you have repented, I wouldn't wait. I would get baptized as soon as you can. I want to give you a quick biblical example of this because I know that that kind of just sounded like my opinion, but there is Bible for that. Of course, we saw it in Acts chapter 16 with with Philip and the eunuch, and, and he baptized them right there. But that's not the only example. In Acts chapter uh or Acts chapter 16, forgive me, is when Paul and Silas, right? There's a great earthquake. They, they sing praise unto God in the inner prison. And the Bible says that all of the chains fell off their hands and the prison doors were open. And the Bible tells us about the prison guard. Okay, the prison guard tries to kill himself in Acts chapter 16. Because in those days, if, if a prison guard allowed prisoners to escape, they would be executed. So it makes sense that this prison guard is about to end his own life because he knows he's probably about to be killed anyways. And so the Bible says that Paul saves his life. He tells him, don't harm yourself for we're all here. And that night, Paul and Silas and the prison guard and the prison guard's family were there eating dinner together. Now get this picture in your mind with me. Earlier that day, this prison guard is, is the guy keeping Paul in prison. There's a good chance he was probably one of the guys that beat Paul. And the Bible says in Acts 16 and 33, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Isn't that beautiful? So Paul baptized the prison guard 
even though earlier that day he was fighting for the wrong side. If you wait until you are worthy to be baptized, you will be waiting for the rest of your life. You don't have to wait to be worthy. You can be baptized right now. The fourth W of journalism is where. (laughs) Where should I get baptized? Well, let's apply it. The answer is wherever there's water. (laughs) That's it. Wherever there's water. If there's water there, then that's a good place to get baptized. John chapter 3 and verse 22 says, After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized. So why was this place between Anon and Salem a good place to baptize? Because there was a lot of water there. That was the only reason. They had plenty of water to baptize people. And they came and they were baptized. At NAYC in 2017, uh, we took our youth group to North American Youth Congress. And uh, that night that Sam Emery preached, he preached, Is This That? And if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard that message, you need to go on YouTube and look it up. Sam Emery NAYC 17. And that night, I had two of my students come up to me and say, I want to be baptized. I said, okay, well, as soon as we get home, we'll baptize you. They said, no, I I want to get baptized now. So we called their parents and said, listen, your your daughters want to be baptized. and Do we have your permission to do that? They said, yes, absolutely. We've been praying that they would want to get baptized. That night, we baptized two of our AMU students in the hotel swimming pool. And no joke, right when we put her under the water and said, in Jesus' name, there was a piano up on the balcony, and somebody got on that piano and started singing, you thought I was worth saving. And the Holy Ghost just moved into that hotel. The, The manager, uh, (laughs) guys so I had to ask the manager if we could use the hotel swimming pool because this was a big fancy hotel there's people everywhere this is a very public baptism it was going to be a public uh, spectacle for sure and the first manager said "Uh, no I'm sorry we can't use our our hotel swimming pool for that but then the the top manager came out and said somebody wants to get baptized I said, yes, absolutely. And I believe the Holy Ghost was working on our behalf to make sure that could happen. Where should I get baptized? Wherever there's water. Maybe it's a river. Maybe it's the ocean. Maybe it's a bathtub. Maybe it's a swimming pool. Maybe it's a nice heated baptismal tank at your church. It really doesn't matter as long as there's water and you're baptized by immersion. The fifth W of journalism is is why. Why should I be baptized? Well, there are two reasons why you should be baptized. So if I said, why would you be baptized? The answer would be, well, Jesus told us that baptism is essential for salvation. So the answer is, Jesus told us to. And of course, we know that that would be enough. If Jesus tells us to do something, 
That's a good enough reason to do it. But Jesus told us we needed to be baptized. Mark 16 and 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Acts 8 and 12, but when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Baptism is always tied directly to the kingdom of God. If you want to be a part of the kingdom of God, if you want to be a part of what God is doing, you have to be baptized. He told Nicodemus, he said, a man cannot be uh, a man cannot enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. To be born of the water is to be baptized. Baptism is always tied directly to the kingdom of God. But the second part of that answer is why wouldn't you? So we started with why would you? But why wouldn't you get baptized is the real question. The answer to that is baptism is the only way for our sins to be remitted. Once you realize what baptism does, why wouldn't you be baptized? To be remitted, when we use that word remission or remitted, that means to cancel a debt or punishment. God takes all your sins and he cancels them. Why wouldn't you choose to have your sins washed away? Why wouldn't you be baptized? so that you could be saved and live with him forever in heaven. God pays the debt in full. Now, this has been good journalism. If you took this information and you reported it back, I think you have a good case for journalism. But a great journalist always adds a how. Remember the beginning of this episode? We talked about how a good journalist uses the five W's, but a great journalist always adds a how to cover the story properly. Well, in order to report back properly, we need to know how to be baptized. We must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I know what you're thinking. One of the most Googled questions, I looked this up, the most Googled question in Christianity is, should I be baptized in Jesus' name or in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission. There's that word again, remission, to have the debt canceled of sins. Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, that's very straightforward. Acts 2.38, man, us apostolics, we love us some Acts 2.38 because it has the whole plan of salvation, repentance, baptism, and the Holy Ghost. It's all right there in one scripture, which is nice. But then we have Matthew 28 and 19, and this is where, this is where some confusion takes place concerning baptism. Jesus is speaking here, and he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. Now, when Jesus speaks, you need to listen. This is a very important scripture. But this is a little confusing, right? I mean, every baptism in the New Testament was done in the name of Jesus. Did Jesus make a mistake and contradict Acts chapter 2? Of course, we know Jesus doesn't make mistakes. It's ridiculous. 
we live in a culture that teaches of of a holy trinity. So this scripture is a little confusing to us, but the disciples knew exactly what Jesus was saying. So when Jesus told them, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you have to understand that the doctrine of the Trinity has only been around for a couple hundred of years. So in in the the demographic and the culture that Jesus was speaking to, there was no talk at all about three in one, three gods, which if you've listened to this show, uh, you know that I'm a oneness Pentecostal. So I believe that Jesus is God. I believe that Hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one Lord. We, I believe that there's one God. And I believe that's absolutely what the disciples believed as well. They knew they were talking to the Messiah. They knew that Jesus was the Messiah. They knew that Jesus was God wrapped in flesh. They knew Jesus was the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus told Philip, he said, uh, uh, Philip looks at Jesus and says, show us the Father. And Jesus says, have you been with me such a long time and you don't know who I am? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So first of all, you need to understand that Jesus in no way was confusing his disciples. When he was speaking to them, they knew exactly what he was saying, to baptize them in the name of the Father. What's the name of the Father? Jesus. The name of the Son. What's the name of the Son? Jesus. And the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Jesus. So we have to understand name versus title. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, these are all titles of God. It is not the name of God. The name of God is Jesus. Acts 4 and 12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So my name is Nathan French. I have a lot of titles. I'm a youth pastor. Uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a brother. Uh, I'm a husband, right? But if I wrote you a check for a million dollars and in the authorized signature line I wrote father or husband or recording artist, the bank would not take that because the authority of the signer is in the signer's name. So I would have to sign Nathan French for that debt to be paid. For, that, for me to authorize that debt to be paid for you on my check, you would have to have my name. And when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, the authority of the remitter is in that name. So it is important that we say, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, because the authority is not in the water. The authority... To, for sins to be remitted is not in the person baptizing you. The authority is in the name of Jesus Christ. For, so for our sins to be washed away, we have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. How? In the name of Jesus. So let's do a quick review, journalist. Who? Everybody. What? In water, by immersion. When? After repentance as soon as possible. Where? Well, wherever there's water, man. Why? Jesus told us to for the remission of sins. How? In the name of Jesus Christ. Well, if you're a good journalist, and I think you are, 
you've covered baptism pretty well today. And if you've already been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to start telling somebody else about it so they can experience the joy of what it means to have their sins washed away. And the old man dies, and the new man comes up, and there's a new life in Christ Jesus. This has been great. Would you, would you pray with me today? Lord, we thank you so much for the forgiving power that is in your name. God, we thank you, Lord, that our sins can be remitted and that you can wash us clean. Lord, I pray for every listener right now that you would bless them and that you would be with them. Let your presence go with them. Lord, if there's somebody listening that has been considering getting baptized, I pray that this episode would help lead and guide them to the water. Lord, help them to find a church that will baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, for those that are listening that have been baptized maybe for years, I pray that this resource would help them as they give Bible studies and teach others how important it is to be baptized in your name. Lord, it is what you have commanded us to do. You've commanded us to go and do this. And so we'll teach it until you come back in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Guys, I love you so much. This has been a noteworthy conversation for sure. Don't ever let the new birth experience bore you. Teach it, preach it, love it, and live it. It's the most exciting life. This has been an incredible, noteworthy conversation. Thank you to all who have left five-star ratings and reviews. I'm so thankful for that. And it helps the show chart in many countries. And we're very thankful for that. We're approaching our 100th episode. This is episode 97. So we are just three episodes away from our 100th episode. And I am so excited about that. We look forward to it. We have something special planned for you. And we look forward to talking to you next week. God bless.